welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Coming to you from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown, Welcome to Positively West Virginia. I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Each week, we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you in West Virginia and across the country. We're glad you're tuning in on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. When we first started this podcast project back in 2017, one of the things we wanted to do was encourage our listeners with inspirational business stories from right here in the Mountain State. To date, we've produced more than 200 episodes, and Positively West Virginia is now a bona fide 501c3 nonprofit organization. Learn more about our mission of advancing small business and entrepreneurship in West Virginia at PositivelyWV.com. You know, I get to see so many positive things happening in West Virginia business every day that a lot of people never get to hear about. So my team at Interaction Media is working to change that with this podcast so that people realize you don't have to leave West Virginia to find great business opportunities. They're right here in our state. We want to encourage people to stay here and build great companies and organizations right here in West Virginia. And of course, all of our guests are people who are actually getting that done day in and day out. And I'm convinced we can all learn from their experiences and most importantly, their stories. This week, we're going to visit with Tom Crabtree, one of the founders of West Virginia Great Barrel Company in White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia, of course, Greenbrier County. Tom, thanks for being on the show today. Well, thanks for having me, Jim. It's a pleasure to be here, and I hope we can provide some uh, inspiring information for your listeners. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to learn more about what you guys do. Motivated to create good jobs in the Greenbrier Valley and inspire the Inspired by the international success of a company called Smooth Ambler Distillery, West Virginia Great Barrel Company was formed in 2017 to manufacture top quality bourbon and whiskey barrels in the most advanced cooperage on the planet. Of course, if you don't know what that is, a cooperage is a place that makes casks or barrels. Their focus is on minimizing variation in the barrel making process. Tom and his team are dedicated to quality, consistency, and repeatability in all stages of their production. They start with tight-grained Appalachian white oak, which they selectively and sustainably harvest, quarter saw, and air dry at their mill in Monroe County, West Virginia. I invited Tom on the show today to talk about his company, to share their story, and to give our audience some valuable insight into the business he leads in West Virginia. Tom, take a minute from that, you know, that brief intro that I just gave and fill in a little bit of the gaps and give us a little behind-the-curtain look into your company. Okay. Well, our company really began or the, let's say the, the, the beginning of thinking about our company began with the flood recovery of 2016. Yeah. There was a tremendous effort by a, a whole range of volunteers and volunteer organizations and, and folks who gave money to rebuild housing in, in White Sulphur Springs and the surrounding communities. And an organization that, that I was involved in founding called Homes for White Sulphur Springs, mm. 
ended up building an entire new neighborhood in White Sulphur Springs. Hmm. And the reception and the momentum, really, that that created, it created job construction jobs, it created commerce in White Sulphur Springs, and it resulted in a momentum uh, that is is has been sustained till today and beyond. Hmm. So, so after the houses were built, uh, I had a meeting with General Hoyer uh, with the uh, Army National Guard, and, sure. and General yeah. Hoyer mentioned to me, he said, "It's great what you've done with housing, but don't forget that the real task is is economic development." Uh, it, unless we do some economic development in in these small communities around West Virginia, um, the housing is going to dwindle and mm. the communities are going to die. And and so with that, we started thinking about what kind of business could we develop that would create good jobs with full benefits and, and a living wage uh and in White Sulphur Springs, and and we really were kind of racking our brains as to what to do and and how to do it. And one Christmas, shortly before Christmas, I was at dinner with some friends, mm-hmm. uh, and this was Christmas of 2016. So now we're, um, uh, let's see, June, July, you know, we're, we're five or six months after the flood. Yeah, and and. Things are getting back to normal in the community. We've already moved quite a number of people back into new homes. And we were at this Christmas dinner. And with us, at, at, at a total random seating in one of these big banquet rooms where there's eight people at a table, I knew four of the other people or five of the other people actually at the table. And there was a couple there that were total strangers. Hmm. And we started talking with them, and it turns out that the the gentleman that was there and his wife is Greg Parsegian. And Greg was one of the founders, along with Tag Gallion, of Smooth Ambler. And they had just sold a portion of Smooth Ambler to a much larger distilling company, and they were all excited about how that's going to allow Smooth Ambler to grow, create more jobs in the community, enhance the quality of the effort that they'd already put in. Hmm. And Greg says to me while we're at dinner, he says, the only problem, they want us to expand Smooth Ambler, and the only problem is we are allocated a certain number of barrels, and we don't know where we're going to find the other barrels that we need to expand (laughs) our operation. Wow. And, and and then he said, it's crazy. They harvest the white oak a couple of miles from our distillery. They ship it to Virginia and cut it into staves. Then they ship it to Ohio, and they, they make a barrel out of it. And then they ship it back to West Virginia, and they, they, they charge us $180 for a barrel that has about $50 worth of West Virginia white oak in it. Hmm. And none of that value was added in West Virginia. Hmm. So so that immediately got us scratching our heads and thinking. And we looked into it and uh, engaged an engineering company uh, and engaged a, a consultant to do a feasibility study to determine that, that there was a ready supply of sustainable supply of white oak. 
And all of those things turned out to be good. Uh, and the market was ready for a new cooperage. And so we began really that day or the day after Christmas of 2016. Hmm. We spent most of 2017 raising the funds, raising the capital, uh, and, and going through what's called a new market tax credit program, which was one of the first in West Virginia ever hmm. to attract uh, new market tax credit money, which is a very creative financing method uh, that, that is designed to stimulate commerce in rural communities uh, throughout the country. And in 2018, we broke ground. And in 2019, in uh, uh, we were finishing up construction, uh, and we began making barrels in early 2020. Uh, and then COVID came, <laughs> so so uh, we didn't have very Jeez. good timing in terms of when, in terms of when we entered the marketplace. Yeah, but right. Things are moving right along, and and we've got a sales team out there in Florida and and South Carolina right now, uh, hmm. digging up distilleries. We've got a sales team in New England and another group in uh, Wisconsin. So we're we're out there selling our barrels, uh, delivering samples to people. And of course, the most gratifying thing is the quality of these barrels. Hmm. Uh, is just beyond uh, – they, they are the finest barrels in the industry. Um, they don't leak. They are well-made. They they perform. They do everything that a distiller wants, including enhance the flavor mm. of the product that they put in them. That's incredible. I, I love the backstory of how you got started in this, Tom. I want to ask you, give us your 30-second pitch. In other words, what is it that you tell people that you do at West Virginia Great Barrel Company? We, we make the finest barrels in the industry, and we make them at, at a competitive price, and we enhance the quality of the flavor that goes into them with our one-of-a-kind toasting process mm. that toasts the wood, toasts the barrel during its construction and before it's charred. Most people know that a barrel is charred. Yeah, which is basically set on fire right. uh, on the inside. But most people don't know that before it's charred, if you really want to get the maximum flavor out of it, you toast it. You heat it up to about 400 degrees mm. for 15, 20, 25 minutes. And that, that drives the heat into the barrel, into the wood, and frees up the, the flavors, the vanillins and the, the – the good good chemicals that are in that barrel that mm. create the flavor of a high-quality bourbon. That's incredible. I mean, I, I love hearing that, and I appreciate that education. What is it about the, the, the toast? The, you gave us the toasting. What's the char? How does that flavor the, the, the distilled beverage that's in that barrel? How does that char help flavor that? Well, the char mostly uh, helps color. Okay. Because the char is pretty inert. By the time you yeah. set it on fire, it looks exactly the way you would imagine. It's a charred piece of wood. Yeah, charred so piece that, of white oak, right? Of white oak. And that, so that millimeter or more mm -hmm. of char acts as a filter and, and creates uh, color and, and some flavor. But the real flavors come from the next uh, quarter of an inch or so of the wood. Uh, where the where the distillate soaks into the wood, 
and uh, and moves in and out of the wood with temperature changes and and uh, enhances the flavor uh, tremendously. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I mean, I appreciate that little. You know, for those of us who aren't whiskey experts or bourbon experts, that that's a great uh, explanation of of why, right? Uh, so I want to I want to ask you, Tom. Uh, you know. You mentioned the value add, okay? Most uh, most of the hardwoods that are harvested in West Virginia, as I understand it, typically are packed up in a container and sh- sent on a ship across the ocean overseas. That, that, that's absolutely correct. Yeah. So so you're taking some of the best wood for, for making barrels, this uh, white oak, is har- is harvested right here, grown in West Virginia. Some of the best wood for barrel making is right here in our state. And so you guys capitalized on it. Said, "Hey, let's keep these logs here. They keep these wood this this wood product here, and let's make it right here in West Virginia." Is is that kind of sum up what your your vision was for this? Yes, but it gets it gets better than yeah, that. Tell us. We yeah. also built a, a stave mill. Uh, that's a, essentially a sawmill to make the barrel staves that employs another 40 or 50 people right here in Monroe County, yeah. uh, right next door near Union. Yep. And and so that means that we are operating a log yard, really, that is enhancing and adding value to the timber harvest of this region hmm. that previously wasn't happening. Yeah, you know when you ship a log off overseas, uh, you know they pay they pay whatever they pay for the log, uh, X dollars a board foot, and and that's it. Hmm. There's no value being added anywhere, and we can um, we had a, a feasibility study done by Marshall University, and they calculated that this facility adds will add about fifty million dollars a year in commerce. Wow. to this region of West Virginia. That's incredible. That's incredible. I, I love that. Tom, what would you say is the thing you're most excited about for West Virginia Great Barrel Company right now? You know what I'm really excited about? I'm excited that that the community is, is excited mm-hmm. to see it happen, to see it become a reality. Main Street, White Sulphur Springs right now, there are... 15 different buildings that are being improved and main street is coming back to life Hmm. in, in white sulfur Springs. There's, there's a new boutique hotel being constructed uh, in white sulfur Springs in the old high school building. Uh, There are new shops up and down main street. There's a new distiller or a new brewery, rather microbrewery that's being built on main street, Uh, a new bicycle shop, uh, a new daycare center, hmm. a, a new new boutique shops, uh, gift shops, uh, a contracting company. There's all kinds of new life, a, a brand new Ace Hardware store hmm. on, on Main Street. All of that has happened uh, really in response to the momentum that, hmm. that the flood recovery created. Yeah. And, it, it, and it's continuing. Uh, the, this, the town's municipal swimming pool has been uh, restored and rebuilt and will be reopened uh, this this spring uh, and there's just a lot of excitement in the community and a lot of good things happening that are 
that are kind of amazing, really. Yeah, no doubt. I love hearing that enthusiasm in your voice, too. You know, I like to say around here that a rising tide lifts all, lifts all boats. And, uh, yeah, you know, that's it, really it, true. In this case, you know, the floodwaters got a it kind of took took the life out of out of White Sulphur Springs and Greenbrier County there for just a couple of months or so. And then you guys just jumped in there and really started this revitalization program with building homes. And then, you know, uh, General Hoyer's words to you kind of sprung you into action, said, yeah, let's get this economic development thing going. And I'm convinced that, you know, that, that small business is the backbone of West Virginia, especially in, in small uh, counties and small rural areas. And, and, and I, you know, when I go to White Sulphur Springs, I just love that flavor, right, of the culture. And that's the people that make it special, right? Oh, and, yeah. And so having these more, you know, more businesses, more opportunities, that means that we all can can rise uh, with you know, yeah. together, right? Absolutely. And, you know, we got so much support from so many places. Mm. Our, our investors, of course, expect to make money at, at, at the end of the day. But they really didn't come in as investors because – of that they came in as investors because they got excited to see something happening in this little town yeah yep and That's you know cool. our friend governor justice and and both of our united states senators and our county commissioners and the mayor of white sulfur springs all sprung into action uh and did things that supported the project without spending taxpayers dollars on hmm on a private enterprise, but they supported it in a lot of ways uh, that that allowed the infrastructure, the sewer and water to be extended into areas of White Sulphur Springs, not just to the barrel, but to a whole new neighborhood uh, that is where the state forest is. Mm. So all, all of that was a result of the economic, uh, that was a federal grant, a federal economic development grant to the city of White Sulphur Springs. And that was all fueled by the jobs that that the barrel was able to yeah. uh, project were going to be created. That's, so that's amazing. How many employees do you have right now? We have about we have about sixty employees at the cooperage and about uh, another fifty to sixty at the sawmill. That's incredible. I love that. Uh, I just want to take a second, uh, Tom, to mention our sponsors for Positively West Virginia. We include uh, the insurance centers, State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. The support we receive from these West Virginia companies allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia, just like we're learning about today. Our guest is Tom Crabtree. He's one of the founders of West Virginia Great Barrel Company based in White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia. Of course, that's in Greenbrier County. Tom, I want to get back into it. What would you say, uh, well, first of all, I want to ask you, like, you know, you have a passion for small business, a passion for entrepreneurship. What's your background? How did you, you know, obviously you're in this barrel business, but what's your background? Well, I, I'm an architect and I, I'm, I'm president of a large architectural firm, a top, top 150 in the country architectural firm that has offices in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, Towson, Maryland, Charlottesville, Virginia, and White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia That's awesome. in my home. And and so that, that and, and I'm at an age where my partner and I are both at an age where we started talking about turning over the, the firm to the next generation. And we've we've been able to do that. Hmm. I still keep my finger on the pulse, but it gave me the time to commit to hmm. the volunteer work that we did during the flood recovery. Yeah. 
And I'm kind of I, I, I came to the conclusion when I toured the town right after the flood, it was heartbreaking. Mm. But I came to the conclusion that my skill set is ideal for trying to help the town rebound with mm. with the housing that was de- that it needed to mm. replace what was destroyed. So mm. I've also done real estate development. So it was kind of like this is something you should do. And and we jumped in with a lot of help from a lot of good people. Mm. Um, Mennonite Disaster Service provided labor and volunteers. Storm Aid and Amish group mm. out of Pennsylvania provided 50 workers for a year wow. to, to rebuild the homes. Uh, and, you know, as a result, White Sulphur sprung back to life pretty pretty quickly that, and pretty robustly. That's incredible. I think of, uh, as you were telling the story of having this vision, capturing this this calling, if you will, to go in there and uh, and rebuild, it kind of reminded me a little bit about the, the story of the uh, great biblical figure, Nehemiah, you know, at going in and rebuilding, rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem after they had been mm-hmm. destroyed. That's what that was. It's funny that you mentioned the the Mennonites and the Amish coming in. I think that's. Oh yeah, cool. they were wonderful. That's people. very, very cool. Just, I mean, we still we're still close. I love it. Man, I keep in touch with them. So cool. I, I visit them in Pennsylvania. Uh, it's it was just an amazing experience. Yeah, that's uh, that's very uh, very emotional right there, Tom. You know, since you started. Great Bar- uh, West Virginia Great Barrel Company. What would you say has been the, the best business moment since you've been in business? Well, I'd say the best business moment was when Bardstown uh, Bourbon placed a, our first really large order of, uh, uh, for barrels. Uh, they they've been wonderful supporters. They're they're a wonderful distilling company in in Bardstown, Kentucky. And, and they ordered thousands of barrels from us, hmm. uh, and we began delivering barrels to them uh, in March of last year. So we are a, a short period away from them having barrels that they filled uh, 12 months ago. And they, they test these barrels, and they sample the product hmm. every six months while it's aging. Hmm. And they they gave us a report of of um, of a test that they did where they had a blind taste test, and uh, we were compared with another product that was being uh, distilled and and was being aged in uh, another barrel from another place. And in this blind tasting, uh, we unanimously were selected as having the superior flavor. Hmm. And what was significant about it is the product had only been in our barrel for six months, whereas it had been in the other barrel for two years. Wow. So so that t- told us immediately that the quality <laughs> that we're imparting on, on the barrel, the, the toasting, the hmm. effort that we have put into the toasting of the barrel hmm. is going to really – really uh, show people something that they haven't seen before. And I want to, uh, you know, we're going to talk a little bit how pe- folks can can learn about more about your company here in a minute, but there's a video uh, of you guys making these barrels on your website, and it is incredible. This is not, you know, some rinky-dink manufacturing facility. You guys are a Sigma 6, 
full full on world class manufacturing facility. This is incredible what you guys are doing. The, oh, the robotics dude, yeah. and uh, and talk a little bit about the the actual plant, if you will. Yeah, it's it's a hundred and a hundred and fifteen thousand square feet under roof. We have a, a drying building where the wood is brought in from the outdoors after after it's seasoned. The wood ages after it's been cut into staves. It ages for a minimum of six months, and then it's brought into the drying building, and we get it to the right moisture levels uh, to to use to to machine the wood and and make the barrel of, of the highest quality. Um, then the wood comes into the building. In the, to the main building, and it goes through a whole series of about 20 different steps to turn it into a barrel. The total equipment investment in this project is is uh, over $20 million. Um, the pro- total project is a 40 over $40 million investment, including the sawmill. So it, oh. it is a ma- massive uh, and major enterprise very high level of technology, but a lot of jobs. Yes. Uh, we didn't yes. replace people with the technology. We made our jobs safer. With yeah, it. yeah, and if you can you see that. If you think of it yep. that way, yep. Yep. Uh, it's a level four safety environment. Um, we mm. hear all the time about other cooperages that are doing things the old-fashioned way mm-hmm. uh, with a lot of injuries to their personnel and mm. And uh, we have, I'm knocking on wood here, we haven't had any any injuries mm. uh, uh, to date. And that's a tribute to our staff, our wonderful staff. We just have an amazing group of talented people out there making barrels. And our management team is, is doing a terrific job of, uh, of really giving them the tools they need to succeed. Yeah. And I think, Tom, you know, just listening to you talk and, and, and just knowing a little bit about your company, the, the the repeatable process. You know, we always talk about on this show, there's three things that I th- think are very important in a business. It's your people, your process, and your product. Your process is incredible because it's repeatable. It's it's very, very scalable. And every single time, you know that that thing, if somebody's doing a custom char or a custom toast or one of, one of the preset toasts or you know chars that you have, you know that every single time that barrel is going to be exactly the same. Does that that's mean, uh, that is absolutely correct, and that's really uh, a distinguishing point for our cooperage. Yeah, um, even our toasting is automated and and uh, controllable. We can, you know, each each distiller gives us their recipe, not their recipe <laughs> for their distillate, but their recipe for their barrel. Yeah. Okay. They want to, they want a, a, a medium toast and a number three char and the bung on the side or the bung on the top. The bung is the hole you drill that, mm. the, that they empty and fill the barrel with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and are the, are the hoops steel or stainless or galvanized steel? There's all kinds of choices that mm. they're making. That's awesome. Um, and the age of the wood is another part of their recipe. We are making barrels right now with tw- with wood that has been aged outdoors for 24 months. Um, mm. That's expensive, but there are distillers out there that truly believe that it enhances the quality of what they're doing. Wow. Um, so our minimum is six months, but we will go. In fact, we have some wood aging right now uh, that – that is 36 months uh, old. So uh, 
we started making staves a long time ago, <laughs> long before we made a barrel. Oh, that's so cool. I mean, I, I just think it's a, a neat business that you're in and just an, an essential part of that supply chain for these uh, distillers around the country, right? And I think that's awesome. Most of your uh, most of your customers in the U.S., or do you have? Um, we have customers in uh, Scotland, ah. uh, uh, the United Kingdom. Okay. Uh, Japan, wow, China. Um, we we just received a large order to ship to China. And of course, those are all shipped in containers. Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of lead time associated with it. So it takes a little special treatment of the barrel because mm. if you let the barrel dry out too much, it 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 gets leaky. Yeah, you have to hydrate the barrel when it gets to wherever it's going. If it's been in transit for more than uh, a mm. few weeks. Well, who knew all the details that go along with that? That's incredible. Tom, what's the vision that you have for your business, West Virginia Great Barrel Company, long term? Where do you where do you see this going? Well, I see us growing. Uh, I'd love it, love it if we can achieve wood sourcing and sales to to do a second shift and increase our staffing up to maybe 120 or so. Mm. Um, it's all about jobs. It's all about creating jobs. Mm. So that's been our vision from the beginning. Uh, making barrels is is incidental to that, and in it, that's what we chose. That's how we chose to try to create jobs. Yeah. But the goal and the vision of the investors and all of the people that have been involved in this wonderful enterprise was to create good quality jobs with with medical benefits and mm. dental and eye, you know, all awesome. of the things that so many employers can't afford to do mm. uh, in these small rural communities. That's incredible. How do you attract new customers? How do you grow that? that, that we, we've got a say, we've got a sales team. We're on the road. We're, we're out there. Yeah. Uh, Is that a lot of distillers? Uh, yeah. Like a lot of relationship building kind of thing or. Absolutely. And, and really the most important part of our ongoing relationship is customer relations you know making sure they're happy yeah. when we go and when we deliver barrels to bardstown bourbon company uh our our customer relations staff goes and watches them fill them to make sure that everything is just perfect that the barrels are are uh, well made and don't leak and and that there are no glitches and one of my favorite expressions you know, a barrel is a bunch of rectangular pieces of wood, and we shape that wood into a barrel shape. But if you don't shape it well, it rolls like a stop sign. And and the, the, the Bardstown people called us after the, our first delivery and said, well, there aren't any stop signs in this barrel group. <laughs> so that, that was a that was and there and we haven't delivered any stop signs to anybody we we want these barrels to roll when you're moving a full barrel around in the rickhouse mm-hmm. most of that movement is rolling the barrel on two rails wow and and so if it doesn't roll well and that's where the term roll out the barrel comes from if it doesn't roll well then then it it's hard to handle, and it's it's stressful for the employees in the rickhouse. Wow, that's, so that's that, awesome. That's an important little detail. Yeah, no doubt. That's got to be uh, a, a huge affirmation uh, for you and your team just to know that people are really 
uh, taken to this product that you're creating there in White Sulphur Springs with such enthusiasm uh, and welcoming, right? Yeah. I, I would imagine. What's one What's one of the biggest challenges you face as a as a business uh, in, well, in you know, since 2017 it, it, or whatever? It, everybody knows the answer to that is yeah. the, the COVID, pan, the global sure. pandemic. Sure. Uh, we started making barrels a couple of months before the global pandemic. We couldn't really sell barrels until we could make one, until we could show people what it was going to be. Sure. So we we uh, we started out slowly making barrels, and we've been building our, our sales ever since. And and in in this environment, it's hard to get to go see a distiller. Yeah, uh, it's opening up a little bit now. Yeah. Um, and and hopefully in weeks and months to come, it'll get back to normal. Yeah. Uh, but that is the number one challenge right now is uh, COVID-19 really yep. kind of was not very good timing for us. Absolutely. But we'll get through it. Absolutely. Just like everybody else in the country, you know. Yes. We're, this country is amazingly strong. Yep. Resilient. Absolutely. Tom, what's one piece of advice you would give to a young person listening to this podcast uh, or maybe another somebody is listening in, in a rural area of West Virginia saying, man, these guys, they, they started this company. They had, you know, they're creating jobs. They got, you know, 100 and, 110 employees and they got, you know, creating jobs and all this stuff. What would you what's one piece of advice you would give that that person thinking about starting a company? Well, make sure that you're in a community that needs what you want to do and 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 will support it because that's really been the key here. All, most of the investors uh, in the barrel company have homes in White Sulphur Springs uh, or Lewisburg or the surrounding communities. We've got a few of investors from Pennsylvania uh, that are friends of mine, but most of our investors, most of the capital that we attracted, and we attracted a lot of cash mm-hmm. uh, that made it. Um, manageable to to finance the project, mm. so that financial piece is de- is largely dependent on the relationships that you have in the community to attract investors, mm. and and that's where you know a community like White Sulphur Springs, uh, you wouldn't have thought that that was going to be the case, but uh, mm. our investors came out of the woodwork and uh, and really really supported us yeah no doubt that's great great advice i appreciate that tom what's one thing you do personally every day that you think contributes to your success well i I rise and shine uh, and and i come to the uh, to my office here in the barrel company i i check my emails i i uh i keep my pulse on the architectural firm and and I work at managing the cash flow and the the financial aspects of operating this company and I usually go home about six or seven o'clock at night so it's a long day it's a commitment I don't expect to do that for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. but right now in a startup that's the challenge is managing the financial aspects of Mm -hmm. it make sure that you've got your financing in place mm. and your and uh, your cash flow is is working and and so that's really you know that's what my day is like yeah that's and good I'm, stuff i play a little golf in in between <laughs> that's awesome man i uh, i appreciate that yeah you got to know your numbers that's for sure what's one book you'd recommend for aspiring entrepreneurs wow um 
there's a Malcolm Baldridge book called um, Outlier. Yes. Uh, which is which is interesting because m- many people have told me I'm an outlier. <laughs> um, but the the I think as I think think about that, there there's a, a, a McCulloch book called 1776, mm. and it's it's really a biography of one year of George Washington's life. Mm. And the determination and the um, imagination and the commitment that he had would inspire anybody. Yeah, absolutely. It would, it's, it's an amazing book. Yep. It's so well written. Uh, McCulloch's my favorite author in the world. That's awesome. And, and uh, so that book is a, is a sure winner. It's not a difficult read. It's very enjoyable and and you learn things about George Washington that you never knew. Love but it. what you really learn is about his commitment and determination and loyalty yes. uh, to his community and, and his family. That's awesome. And we'll make sure we have both of those uh, listed on our resources page at PositivelyWV.com. And folks can click on those books and, and order them right from our website. Oh, so, yeah. that yeah, they're, they're both great reads. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, Tom, we've covered a lot in this interview. Is there anything else you think our listeners should know about the story of West Virginia Great Barrel Company or yourself? Well, they, they, they don't need to know any more about me. <laughs> um, I think that the, the, the story is is what people need to remember. The, yeah. the you know when we go to see when we go to visit a new distillery. And there are some large distilleries out there that we are talking with mm. that can, you know, can fill our order book if if they so choose. But we start with the story of the flood, yeah, and and the and the reason that we exist. So, you know, it, whatever that motivation is, whatever that reason is that you want to start a business or you want to be an entrepreneur, make sure it's a reason that other people will will enjoy hearing about. It might be that you want to, you know, send your your nephew to college or whatever the reason is. Mm. But but whatever that motivation is that is making you want to take the risks of being an entrepreneur, mm. um, make sure that it's a good story for other people to hear and and it. that's been a key to us, yeah, to, I, to be honest. I love that. And, and, and Simon Sinek calls that finding your why, you know. And, yeah. And, and obviously, like you said, a business exists to solve a problem, right? Like you said, make sure that, you know, the community needs what you you have to offer, right? That's that's filling a need, f- solving a problem. But but oftentimes what, what we forget to do is tell the story of why we're doing that, right? And so I think yeah. you're, you're definitely on to something there. I think that's huge yeah. and a great lesson for all of us to hear. Uh, in closing, Tom, how can our listeners learn more about West Virginia Great Barrel Company and perhaps even get in, in touch with you? Well, um, we have a visitor center, and we do conduct tours. We're not open yet for, for tours, uh, but that was our plan from day one. Yeah. So, so at some point, hopefully in the not too distant future, somebody that really wants to learn about us can come see us. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the meantime, we have a wonderful website that has some great videos on it that show what 
what our process is like and gives a little bit of the story of, of our of our founding and of, of some of our people. And uh, you can go to, uh, I guess it's WVGBC.com. Yep. But if you just search for the West Virginia Great Barrel Company, you'll find us on the internet. Yeah, and we'll make uh, sure we have links to that in the show notes section and social media and everything like that so folks can just click it and go to it because the, the website is really cool and those videos are very, very helpful in understanding exactly. Like I said, this is a significant uh, company that, that has, you know, um, I think you said um, 115,000 square feet, a $40 million project with the, you know, with the, uh, the, the, the sawmill and the, and the plant there in uh, White Sulphur Springs. So I definitely encourage people to go check that out. Tom, I just want to say it's been a real honor to have you on the podcast today. I think what you and your team is doing there in Greenbrier County is amazing. I mean, I'm just blown away by this, and I just want to encourage you to keep up the great work. Well, we're going to, whether we want to or not, <laughs> we're going to be here. <laughs> but it's my pleasure to, to talk with you, Jim. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm excited to, to sh- spread the word, to yeah. share the news about the Barrel Company. And who knows, there might be some distiller somewhere listening that'll call us and, and order some barrels. Yeah. And that would that would be the cat's meow. Yes, sir. I, I, I really appreciate that. And uh, we'll do our best to get the word out for you. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by Insurance Centers, The State Journal, wvnews.com and interaction media as we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the mountain state just like tom crabtree of the west virginia great barrel company in white sulfur springs west virginia our hope is that we in some way equipped you and inspired you with this business story if you or someone you know would be a great guest on our show drop us a line on our website positivelywv.com We appreciate your comments, encouragement, reviews, uh, all that stuff. And of course, sharing these stories on your social media channels as well. And be sure to check out our weekly show, West Virginia Small Business Masterminds, every Friday from 11 to noon, where we bring a panel of business experts from around the state each week to help West Virginia small businesses and their leaders win. Positively West Virginia is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Learn more about our mission of advancing small businesses and entrepreneurship in West Virginia at PositivelyWV.com. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia, but test negative. <laughs>